0: The Where's Waldo of business is what we're covering on today's episode.
1: You are listening to the Champion Hustle Podcast, play to succeed in business and in life, featuring Levi Hunsaker and Ryan Black.
0: Hello and welcome to the Champion Hustle Podcast. This is episode number thirty-six. My name is Ryan Black,
1: and my name is Levi Huntsaker. How you Levi. doing, Ryan? <laughs>
0: I'm I'm confused. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> You are not in your your normal uh, home studio. What's going on?
1: Well, so my wife and I and our kids were on vacation and we were planning on doing the recording at the house, but we're also staying with another family. And that is just chaos, pure chaos at that house. And, uh, you could probably hear the engine brakes on a truck going by. <laughs> so I just I just found a semi more semi quiet spot to hang out and welcome to my office for the day, just hanging out in the, the back of our SUV and just just having some fun.
0: Alright. So just to clarify, you are not living in your SUV. Well
1: <laughs> you never know. You never know.
0: No, that's awesome. Getting out, getting some vacation, living the lifestyle. It's important to do that. It
1: is, so. and and like that's that's why we do all of this, right? It's we don't live to work. We work so that we can go live and do the things that we want to do.
0: Right on. And it's it's quite a bit warmer there, I would imagine, than oh, up
1: here, Salt Lake. There's no snow um, today. It's going to get into the mid 60s. We're going to go play at a lake. Oh man. So uh, we're going to enjoy it.
0: Well, you enjoy it. You enjoy it. And uh, I'm sure I'll have some vengeance on you here soon.
1: So (laughs) I think you might.
0: So I'll rub it in your face then. (laughs) Well, awesome. I'm glad. uh, Glad this is fun. We're trying this out kind of a mobile recording on your end. So it should be really, really cool to see how it turns out. Um, before we get started, guys, we want to remind you about our seven-day quick-start camp. We've got that available for you on championhustle.com. Simply go there, throw in your name and your email, and you get seven full days of awesome interactive training, completely free, uh, our gift to you for, uh, for plugging into the podcast. So uh, we just remind, remind you on that. Now today, the, um, the topic is kind of fun, and, and I, I bet some of our listeners are like, what are you guys talking about? where's Waldo like now to give some context. So what do we mean by that? <laughs> Hopefully most people are familiar with, I don't know. I, I grew up with the books, the where's Waldo books, right? Where they're, they're kind of fun picture, big picture books where Waldo's the, you know, the little character with the, like the glasses and the scarf and the hat. It's kind of like a hipster before hipsters were around. <laughs> but <laughs> Cause I remember reading those books like in the, in the 90s 80s and 90s. But, um, so, there's like hundreds and hundreds of characters on the page, and you've got to go and kind of search and find Waldo in all these different fun environments and scenarios. So, that's where's Waldo. That's what we mean like that. So, with where's Waldo, it's you're trying to pick someone, it's like pick a needle out of the haystack. So, in business, when we say, let's play the where's Waldo of business, it is how can you take your business when you're surrounded by so many other you know, competitors and industries and things that are making so much noise, how can you be found or how can you stand out amongst a sea of other people where when you look at it at first glance, everyone kind of looks the same? So how do you draw your customer's attention and their eye to where they say, I want to go with you? And that's what we're going to be discussing today.
1: Well, and, and what we want to talk about today is more than just that. Because if you remember, sometimes Waldo's pretty dang hard to find. And we don't want your business to be that hard to find. We want you to just be bright and loud and vibrant so that your perfect customers, your perfect prospects, they know exactly where you are. And they know exactly where to find you.
0: Yeah. So... I guess maybe the the first thing to look at is, I would say one of the most important things, and this is a, a concept or a principle I think a lot of business owners totally gloss over, and they like don't even think about it. whatever industry they're in. They just oh I want to do this or that. I'm going to go ahead and do it. Um, but the the question is simple yet very powerful, and that is what is your unique value proposition? Because if you don't have a unique value proposition, Why are you in business? (laughs) Not to be rude, but why are you in business? There's no point for you to be in business if there's not something unique about what you're offering that is different or better in some way than what everyone else offers. So there's a lot of different types of value propositions um, that could be important to your customers. What are some of those? What do you think, Levi? What are, what are some
1: things? Before we dive into this, you know, we just want to take a look and say, Why did you get in business in the first place? Why did you decide that you were going to take this on? Because being in business, it's not always easy. But if you remain consistent and continue to build, I believe that it's going to be worth it. So what do you believe that you bring to the table that nobody else can do? That's why you should be in business. If you said money, if that's the only reason you're in business, uh, it's going to be maybe a a difficult road. Because it's... Yes, yeah, it's, it's not all just about the money like that comes once you have provided the valuable things that people are looking for. So what is that that you think is missing from the marketplace? That's your first question. And if you don't have that down yet, get clear on that thing, because that's going to be the important part. Um, so really understand what that is. But, you know, you might get into things like, well, what's your price point? Right. What's mm-hmm. your quality? And, and that doesn't necessarily mean be the cheapest in the market. If you want to have a premium service, be premium. Like, don't discount yourself just because you think, oh, I'm more expensive than anybody else. If you know that what you have to offer is better than anything else out there, really own that. Like, some people will pay more. I mean, we've mentioned this before. Um, some people will go buy a Gucci handbag just because of the name right there is a market some people will buy a ferrari because it's a ferrari and for no other reason than it's a ferrari they may not even be able to handle the power (laughs) that's behind it but they just want one so they just just want to cool yeah understand who it is that you're serving and what that marketplace needs and provide that
0: yeah Um, i like what you brought up i want to go back to why are you in business? Cause that, I mean, that kind of rewinds it even, takes it back even a little bit further, right? Of, and I think that's important because sometimes people you know, tend to start businesses or, oh, I th- I'm interested in this or I'm passionate about this. I think I'll, you know, I'll do it, I'll pursue it as a business. But if you're not, yeah, if you don't have anything unique to offer or something that you bring to the table, it's gonna be kind of hard to define what your unique value proposition is because you don't have one. Now, you can develop one over time, uh, but it, it really helps if from the beginning you have that clarity of this is specifically what I want to, you know, this is the segment, the market segment we're hitting, you know, be it a specific price point or a specific, you know, quality. There's, there's opportunities at all levels. You have to define which area you want to focus on.
1: Yeah. And, you know, some other things, what do you offer better service? Do you offer better uh, a faster speed, faster turnaround on something? Um, do you offer a stronger warranty behind your products? Um, th- one of the ways that I like to look at this is as you are looking at your target market and understanding their their problems, their challenges, their pains, their fears. Um, you know, understanding that in, in that industry, if you can solve a lot of those problems with your initial offer before you have even given it to somebody. It's like, Oh, well, yeah, that's, I I've kind of been stuck in this space before and I understand that that's what's missing. And you can do that for me right now. Like if you can solve that before they even realize that it's a problem, that's when you're going to be building like a loyal following of customers.
0: Yeah. And to, uh, Dun, dun 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 dun! Story <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah, I, I got I gotta make your your vacation fun. Uh,
1: I I think what we're gonna do now is record that little clip that you just did and put that in front of every single story now. <laughs>
0: Make it a soundbite. So one thing that um, I know I'd go back to a lot of stories to my my video production days, but I did that for over a decade, and so I've got a lot of stories there. One thing that was that would that we would do, and this this principle, I share it because you can totally apply it to so many different businesses. But what we would do is when we would go in and meet with a new client, um, because there's a lot of you know there was a lot of there still are a lot of different production companies in the Salt Lake Metro area. Uh, that would work with uh, you know, uh, commercial clients, business clients, we would go in and usually the companies would be looking for a new production house because there were certain things they were dissatisfied with with their current production company, right? And so uh, one of the things we would do when we would go in for a consult beforehand is we would do, and we've talked about this on the podcast, we would research the competition. Not our competition, but their competition. So, and we worked with clients in all different industries, but whatever their industry was, we would go out, we would look at all of the content that we could find, which is pretty easy, right? Online, all of the content produced by the future or potential client, as well as the content produced by all of their uh, competitors. And then we would analyze it, we would break it down and we would come in prepared to almost reverse engineer things that work and things that don't work and then we would blend that with what it was that they were they were looking for our our value add or our unique value prop was not price we were not the cheapest we were not the most expensive I would say we were in the 75 percentile right 75 percent um, on the higher end but uh, our quality was phenomenal and one of our biggest value props was our attention to detail and we would we would position it as, basically OCD level um, <laughs> attention to detail with everything that we would finesse and finesse and finesse and tweak and refine until it was perfect, exactly what they wanted. And we would be able to show them two different um, you know, versions of content. And they would say, well, yeah, this one is, is better, but we don't know why. And then we'd say, yeah, that's because we, if we do our job right, which we do. You're not going to know why it's better. You're just going to know, oh, this one feels right, that one feels wrong. It's uh, you know because that means we did our job well. It's not obvious. It's uh, you know all the subtle the subtleties of what we do with with uh, framing and editing and lighting and graphics and sound design and color correction and gray, you know all the all of the different things. And so that was our value prop. Was we were slightly more expensive maybe than who they'd been working with before, but the quality of the product they received, the attention to detail, the unlimited revisions until they loved it. Not like, okay, yeah, this is good, but they loved it. Um, and the guarantee that we would go back, if we messed up something, we'd go back, we'd fix it, we'd make it right. That created a uh, maybe not the speediest service. Our projects would sometimes take take a little bit longer. But they were okay with that because we mismanaged those expectations up front. And so um, we really carved out a pretty defined niche where people knew in working with us that that's what they were gonna get. They were gonna get something that was just spot on and uh, that didn't that wasn't appealing to all clients. Some clients just wanted, hey, I want something quick, dirty, fast, in and out. We're like, we just tell them, you know what, that's that's not us. We'd love to work with you, but that's not our offering, right? These are the types of, of uh, you know, this is the type of content or the, the types of uh, productions that we do. So, you know, maybe one of these other companies might be a better fit for you because if you try to be everything to everyone, you're going to be nothing to no one. And so we, we you know, we stuck with that. So in your business, you know, you really got to figure that out is what is your unique value prop? And, um and hone in on it and own it. Truly own it.
1: Yeah, and and as you talk about you were talking a little bit about what is important to that, you know, that perfect customer, your core demographic. And r- really getting clear on that core demographic and understanding what it is that they want, not just um what they're struggling with, but what they actually want out of the business. Like, what do they want to accomplish? How do they want to serve their customers? And if you can provide those solutions in, in a way that they can identify with you personally or with your business or your brand personally, that's, that's a huge game changer right there. Because, you know, you talked about that. You can't cater to everyone. And a lot of mistakes that business owners make is they are afraid to be themselves because they are afraid that they're going to push people away. But think about how many times you have accepted a customer or a client and they just didn't have, like they, they, they were super picky, they were um, difficult to work with, all these kinds of things. And then if you think back, would you want that person as your dream, quote unquote, dream customer again? And in a lot of the cases, it, it might be because you were you were trying not to offend somebody. But I'm gonna tell you something a little bit different. Be bold in who you are, be bold in what your brand represents, and you will push away the people that aren't interested in your brand, and you will attract to you the people that are interested in your brand so that you start beginning to work with your perfect customers on a regular basis, not just once in a while. So be okay offending people. That means you're doing something right. It means that you have dug in and established your brand and, and really taken it to that next level.
0: So Levi, you're doing everything right every day. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm just messing with you.
1: Am I, am I offending people? Is that what you're saying?
0: No, I'm just saying you offend me. Every time I look at you, no, I'm just not. I think I'm man. offended,
1: Ryan. I think we're doing this right. We're doing it right. Yes.
0: No, so I um, wanted to mention something that you, you touched on there with, oh, that in in driving away, you know, focusing on the, you know, your true, your perfect customer, I think so, a lot of times, folks, we, you know, out of fear of not wanting to lose the sale, we will stretch and bend and twist, and you know, we can make it work. We can, you know, yeah, we can film that production for you. We'll just kind of do it the way we don't usually do it, or um, you know, if you, if you're a restaurant and somebody comes in and they want a you know vegetarian meal meal or a vegan meal or something, and and you don't really have those types of of uh, offerings. Oh, yeah, we can figure that out. We'll f- like stick to what you do. It's Don't focus on, oh, I'm gonna lose the sale, so I'm gonna increase all of this complexity and expense and go outside of my core competency in order to make a few bucks off of one sale. You're better off being sincere, being bold. And letting them know, you know what, we'd love to serve you. Unfortunately, uh, what you request is simply that's not what we do. But there's these other these other folks that could really meet your needs, great. And what commonly happens when you do that is the customer appreciates it because they want what they want. And if you're, you know, giving them a subpar product because that's really not what you do they'll be much happier if you send them over to a competitor and then they'll probably end up giving you referrals or something else in the future. We had that happen all the time. People that we didn't work with, they would refer us to other companies where they said, Oh, you would be a great fit for these guys. Why? Because we didn't try to be everything to everyone. We were clear and straightforward about what we offered and whether or not it was a good fit for them.
1: So you made an interesting point there. You said core competencies. Now, I'm a big believer that words mean things and uh, if if you are not competent in something to your core you shouldn't be doing it <laughs> because what you're gonna do is you're gonna turn out a crappy product you're gonna turn out a crappy service and that is gonna lead to a bad review and just because you might be able to do okay at it no demand excellence of yourself and focus on the areas where you are excellent and just stick to that don't you don't need to go outside of that. And, and exactly like Ryan said, give them the referral to somebody who you think can meet their needs for what they are wanting because people appreciate honesty and, and not just winging it. Take what you own, give somebody else what they own. You don't have to, you know, take somebody else's business to be great at your business. Mm
0: Mm-mm. And 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 really think about it. You know the loyalty loyalty factor. I know. I know. I've done it. I'm I'm sure you have too, Levi. Where maybe there was, uh, you know, a company. Maybe you transacted with them. Maybe you didn't. uh, You know, as a as a customer, maybe you purchased something from them, but they were so willing to to just make sure that you were satisfied, whether or not you purchased from them. That, you know, that 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 company is now like burned in your mind. And I know I have multiple companies where that is like, I'll refer them to everybody because they just created such a positive experience for me that it's like, Hey, if anybody needs their services, call them. They're awesome. Even though I didn't buy from them because they weren't a good fit, their commitment to customer satisfaction and commitment to truly meeting the needs and being honest and not just trying to push whatever it is they have on you. That, uh, will make the company a lot more money in the long run than just trying to kind of brute force in a single sale that really shouldn't happen
1: well it, the way that i look at it is it's kind of like um trying to force a sale where it doesn't belong is like trying to pound it in with a sledgehammer yeah. how many of your customers would just love to feel like they're beating getting beaten over the head with a sledgehammer like that that does not do anyone <laughs> Ryan for those of you listening in audio ryan just raised his hand so yeah. If you ever see him in the future, you know what to do. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I think. Yeah. So, okay. So what about this then? If, you know, when we're looking at, we have our business and then we're looking at the competition, right? At all the competitors and what they've got going on. Uh, there's going to be certain things as far as, uh, you know, experience or offerings or price point, um, you know, marketing strategies, branding, uh, communication, all that stuff, that they're more or less all doing the same, right? Because it works. So the question is, should we emulate and just like copy and paste exactly what those other guys do, right? We're playing Where's Waldo here, or do we want to differentiate and be like vastly different from what they're doing?
1: So E, all of the above. (laughs) so what you want to do is look at what they are doing that is working and figure out a way to not copy what they've done but emulate what they've done like copying that's that's kind of a a cheap move and it basically means that you're waiting for somebody else to do something first before you ever come up with an original thought um so instead focus on understanding what they're doing that's working and figuring out, okay, based on what they're doing and what my target market, my perfect customer is right. Because what you do different than your competitors is going to set you apart with your perfect customers and then change the the marketing strategy, the branding strategies, all these pieces of the puzzle that fit together that, that your customers are able to get to know your company, get to know you, get to know how you operate, better. Really dig in and own that and and make yourself unique. You've got to separate yourself from those other people, but that doesn't mean that you have to invent the whole process from from the ground up.
0: So, are you ready? Da 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 story time. <laughs> This is a more recent story. This was from yesterday, actually. So um, one of the things that I'm doing, uh, well, as you know, Levi, when we walk through, when we do walkthroughs on properties, uh, you know, we kind of do an inspection on them and and, and analyze, make sure, uh, condition of everything. We don't really hire home inspectors because we don't need to. We know enough that we're we're basically doing a home inspection when we walk through a property ourselves. and, uh, but, but I thought, you know, I, uh, I would love to get a little more uh, education regarding home inspections and be able to be certified as a home inspector in the state of Utah, because that'll give me more weight. Because when I go back and negotiate contracts uh, on properties that we have, and I, I show my findings, a lot of times they'll come back and say, was this performed by a certified home inspector? It's like, no, it was performed by me, but I catch more stuff than the home inspectors do. So, so I did a little research. Found out it's pretty easy in the state of Utah. It's like taking a course. It's like six, seven hundred bucks for the course, and you're good to go. And so, in doing that, I researched a bunch of different online uh, schools that provide that information for for the uh, home inspection content. And what was interesting is, uh, you know, we talk about emulating or differentiating, and pretty much all of I looked at probably half a dozen different uh, you know really scoured through their websites and saw what you know what was included in things. And for the most part they were all identical. They all had pretty much the same offerings. but then there was one company in particular that was uh, you know the same price and they you know they showed look we've got all of this thing that all and they even listed their competitors. here's sites who I'd already gone through. I'm like, oh yeah, I went to their site and their site and their site. And they've got the same thing, and then they said, "Oh, but we also offer you this, 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 and this access to the to the the reporting software for free, and this and this and all these additional things." So it was super easy for me to decide. Oh, well, I'm going to sign up with them. They were the same price point. Um, you know, they were if they were so vastly different, I would think, eh, maybe this place isn't legit. But it created confidence that okay. They have the same content. They go off the same standards. They're linked to the same national and international organizations for home inspections. Um, But they also have all of these differentiating factors, and they highlighted them. And so there are certain certain things there that don't apply to me. I'm not looking to start a home inspection business. That's not what I'm doing. It's simply uh, to give me a little more leverage when I'm going back so that I can say, uh, yeah, actually this inspection was performed by a certified home inspector. His name is Ryan. And here's the official report that will actually uh, be able to save me a lot of money on my acquisition uh, and renegotiate uh, purchase prices. But um, just to have that little official stamp on there. But the the fact that they, they emulated as well as differentiated um, the combination of the two made it a very easy decision for me to say, oh this is the company. You guys please take my money. So I, I find story.
1: it I find it interesting that they were so polite. They even said please take you, yeah. you said please take my money. Yes. Um <laughs> but but that's really what you want. You want your your customers to be excited to turn over their money because what you are offering them in terms of value is so much more than what they consider the value of the money. They realize that it's going to help them solve their problem, to level up their business, to level up their lives, whatever that may be. Whatever you offer is an awesome solution for them. Yep. So, um, bottom line, what would you say? Bottom line, if you're unique,
0: that's memorable. But if you blend in, you'll be forgettable. And when we're talking, where's Waldo? There has to be some consistency, right? To where the messaging people you know feel like, okay, this is what I'm looking for. If I've talked with four companies and they all have a similar message and yours is night and day different, they might be confused about that. So there needs to be some consistency, but be unique because as you're unique, that will make you memorable. Otherwise... It goes in one ear, out the other, and they are not going to remember you. So,
1: yeah, a lot of it is you. You want to be a part of the noise, but stand out from the noise. Yeah. Because you you want to be in that same space. You want to be where the right kinds of people that are going to want your product or service are going to be. Right. So you've got to be part of that noise. But what is going to make someone say, "Oh, that." is what I need right there and, and self-select themselves, right? It's a, it's way too hard to try to convince people of something, but if they can convince themselves that it's the right thing for them because that you've presented it in a unique way, you've solved, uh, the challenges in, in a unique way, you have, um, created a unique way of messaging and helping them understand that you are the solution for them.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. then 90% of the battle is already done and you just have to do that last 10% and you're still going to have to do something. You're going to have to ask for that sale. There's no other way around it. You have to ask because people don't just typically just come in and throw money around. It happens occasionally, (laughs) but it's, it's, it's not the norm. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You want them to be in that position where they say, please take my money exactly they have already they've already sold themselves and if you create the right if you communicate effectively you create enough intrigue you add enough value and you create enough value proposition for them and it is a fit with what they are looking for if they are if they're a raw buyer if they are ready able and willing to purchase at that point so raw r a w ready able and willing because if that, any of those are missing, they're not going to be able to purchase. Ready, able, and willing, and what you offer meets their need, solves their 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 challenge or their problem that they have. Match made in heaven. And you look like you're from heaven right now, Levi, because you're like glowing white.
1: I know the the sun is is coming up over. I was parked in the shade, and uh, yeah, it's I'm I'm getting washed out a little here, and that's okay because I'm going to be working on my tan.
0: You look like an, like a glowing angel. <laughs>
1: I don't know if my wife would say the same thing.
0: No, that's true. (laughs) Oh boy. Well, I'll I'll let you get back to your, to your family and your vacation. What do we got coming up next week?
1: Oh, so next week you're going to want to come back next week because we're going to talk about, you know, are you feeling like your 401k is just stuck in the stock market and you're at the mercy of whatever somebody else decides? Well, guess what? Think again because we've got some great tips for you with your retirement accounts.
0: Awesome. So we look forward to that. See you guys next week on that topic. Until then, have a great week. Remember, ChampionHustle.com is a place where you can find all of our subscription options for either audio or video. And uh, you know, feel free to share the, share the show with a family member or friend who's an entrepreneur or a entrepreneur or running a small business. We'd love to have them join the, join the community as well as uh, that seven-day quick start boot camp training, our gift from us to you, available on our website at championhustle.com. Have a great week, guys. We'll see you next time. Have
1: a great week, everybody. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Champion Hustle Podcast. For more great content and to join
1: our online community, visit us at championhustle.com.